Yo, 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 welcome back to another edition of the End Zone Club, where this is your host, Anthony Mitchell, and today we are going to talk about, and just very quickly, just the power of change. Not only the power of change, but when do we know that we need to change? I think that's the key word, and you know, I know that all of us have all been born and come into the world as perfect as we think we may be. But there's always going to be opportunity in our lives to see things about ourselves and maybe to work on those things and to get better. You'll be surprised, though, especially we as men, we sometimes aren't the quickest to see change. A lot of guys will think we are fine as we are and women will let us know that, man, you need to change. And and this is how I know, men, sometimes we are probably blind to some some things that we do that may not be the most efficient means to get it to our success. Uh, I've often heard um, women talk about us, like for example, we will find a favorite outfit and man, we will not let that outfit go. We will wear it for years, whether it's in season, out of season. We'll hold on to windbreakers. We'll hold on to jogging suits. We'll hang on to that shirt or those shorts that we wore before every college game or high school game or, you know, we, we I don't know if it's because we're superstitious or what, but men, sometimes we are not the most forthright. We all hold on to things like you'll have three strands of hair left and you'll try to hold on to that comb over as long as you can because somehow in your mind those three strands constitute actual hair when in reality if you could see yourself sometimes through the eyes of others then maybe you'd be more willing to let some things go more quickly so i think it's important to note young men especially talking to you guys but women as well You cannot get so stuck in a rut, so stuck in a way of doing things that when it's time to change, you're unwilling to let go. I remember growing up, my dad used to often tell me about things that I probably did that I was unaware of that needed to change. And he would tell me, man, if you ever want to go far in life, you're going to have to start waking up earlier. You're going to have to start doing more throughout the day. You're going to have to start spending your money and saving your money better you have to start prioritizing your time better now at the time i thought i was fine because as far as i was concerned i was getting most of my schoolwork that mattered in on time i didn't get it all i didn't care to get it all because that was not in my priority i would have rather got home turned on the playstation and crashed out with crash bandicoot or got in some madden that was where my priorities lied But as I got older, that model for youthful thinking could not carry me through to the adult section of of life. I couldn't as a grown man, now that as I'm getting more responsibilities, I could not wake up every morning as late as I want to, come to work when I want to, only did what I felt like doing and getting home in time to play video games with my homies, my friends, my rounds. It doesn't work like that. So life as it begins to progress for you young people, something I want you to realize is life is not going to be tomorrow what it is today. You may not see the change because it's gradual, 
but sometimes life will leave you by if you're not growing and adapting and making pertinent necessary changes like as young people man y'all can sit around for hours and roast people man i sometimes get on youtube and i just listen to roast or just hang out in memphis memphis is probably the kings for roasting people and man these kids can do this all day long even into adulthood you get one of them mad and man they are coming for your neck but then when it begins to apply to real things, let's talk about financial literacy. Let's talk about goals and vision boards. Some people's minds have not progressed to that level. Some people are still holding on to just simply conversations they've been having the last 10 years and there is no depth to who they are as people. I would encourage each of you guys to branch out of what makes you comfortable. I oftentimes share an experience of going to Alaska on a military trip. I think the year was 2018. We went to Alaska. Now, what was ironic about the trip to Alaska, I had, we had almost as a family, some of you may not know this, but I was a military brat, namely the army. And we lived in Jersey for a good while. Uh, we were stationed in different places, but namely for me, Jersey was home because that's where I started going to school at. That's where I built a lot of friends. That's where, you know, I started watching a lot of the cartoons that I fell in love with and a lot of things. So Jersey was a very familiar place. And my mom went to Saudi Arabia to go fight in the Gulf War, which was what, 90, 91. And after coming back, uh, we were in a situation where now it was time to basically for her to renew her contract or get out. And there was this possibility that we were facing two or being PCS, which is a permanent change of station to either Alaska or we could stay where we were in Fort Monmouth, New Jersey. And just the idea of going to Alaska was always intriguing. And that seed was planted around 1991. And it was always intriguing because I didn't know anything about Alaska other than the fact that the sun stayed up sometimes during summer or, or, or summer or in spring periods, like the sun would stay up almost 20 hours a day. I've never seen anything like that. So I was always perplexed. And in my mind, I thought there were penguins everywhere and polar bears and ice caps and all of these crazy things. So from 1991 through 2018, there was a seed in the back of my head about Alaska. When I finally got a chance to go for myself, I did get a chance to experience the, you know, basically it being daylight until 1130 at night. And then the sun basically coming right back up at 536 o'clock the next morning. And it messes you up because as long as the sun is up, you think it's daytime, but it's really midnight. And if you're not careful, you'll hang out all day long, just going with the flow and Anyway, as you know, it'll mess you up. So, man, guys, we get to Alaska and the group of guys that I were with were very adventurous. Most of them had already been before. So one of the guys that was with us on this trip knew this was his last military trip. He was getting ready to retire. So on his mind, he's thinking, hey, before I go, something I want to pass on to these young guys is an experience they'll never forget. Now, I say young, but I was in my mid 30s. So he had secretly for weeks been planning all of these different events. And I mean, he's gotten pamphlets of all sorts that, you know, just all the different things we could do in the in the state, actually. Now, because he, he had his own uh, government vehicle and we're willing to go as far as we need to go to have a good time. 
When I mean good time, I'm talking about a clean, fun time. And one of the things that we picked out was we went to Mount Denali, which we used to call Mount Kilimanjaro. And then uh, former President Barack Obama renamed it Mount Denali, which was a, an original name that the mount was known for by the locals and the Indians of the area. So basically, he was taking Mount Kilimanjaro and turning it back into what it was always known as to the locals and to the people of that area, just as a homage to the Indians. So we went to Denali. Uh, we were there maybe six hours. We got on bus tours. Man, saw a lot of beautiful things. Man, while we were out there, we had grizzly bears walking up to the to the truck. I mean, we're not sorry, not the truck, but in our bus. And they were so close, you could smell them. And man, they stink. And guys, we saw we saw uh, we saw whales. That we saw the running of the whales out in the glaciers and different things. We saw puffins and wolverines and porcupines. We actually had a guy on the trip that wanted to pet the porcupine, but of course, we had to stop him from doing so. But on this trip, we got a chance to see bald eagles. We we fished and salmon fished and flied fish. And for the first time, I got an unknown water and fished. Never have done that before. So I'm already outside of my comfort zone because I've got this thing that if I can't see through the water, I will not get in it. You know, I guess I've grown up watching horror movies and in the horror movies, who dies first? The black man. So it's like, man, I'm leaving Mississippi, headed out to Alaska. I did not want to be that guy that got way out here and died. But anyway, guys, rewinding back in my story a little. So we went to Mount Denali. We had a really good time. I was pretty much burned out already after leaving Denali because we got up like two o'clock that morning. It was like a 250 mile trip from where we were in Anchorage at Elmendorf Air Force Base or Joint Base Airman Elmendorf up to, uh, to uh, Denali. And then after he left there, we, we thought we were headed back this another four hours. So, you know, four hours driving for six hours there at the mountain. And then another four hours back, that's basically 14 hours of your day gone. But he's like, no, we still got time. How many of you guys have ever white water rafted? I've never done it, but I'm looking around and I'm like, well, I don't want to be that guy. But almost everybody has been uh, at some place. Nobody's ever been to Alaska white water rafting. So he's like, let's try it out. I'm like, no, I don't, you know, I'm already scared. I'm already scared because this is a new experience and this is not one of those experiences after watching Kevin Bacon in the movie where he went crazy whitewater rafting growing up. I didn't want to go whitewater rafting, you know, so, but they talked me into it. They actually paid for me to go. So it was like every excuse I was trying to utilize to get out of it, man. They didn't let me do it. So we went whitewater rafting. And we get suited up, and before we get ready to get on the raft, of course, our guide gives a general uh, safety briefing for all of the final destination crazy things that could happen before we go. And guys, whereas I let these guys kind of talk me up and kind of build up my confidence, after hearing of all of the 78 different ways we can die on this trip, I'm like, you know what? I'm not for it. You know, for one, the water was 30 degrees because the water was coming off of glacial caps and the water was 50 feet deep. Under the water was, was all kind of hidden rocks and, and things that you couldn't see. The water was very, because it's coming off of glacier tops, it's mixed with sand. It's like this very weird uh, aquamarine sandy color I've never seen before. So man, you, you can't see anything in that water. And all I'm thinking are these giant 
worms living underneath the water that that thrive in these environments and they're just waiting for people to stick a hand in and you know all of these crazy thoughts so after he says this i've talked myself now out of doing it and i've got to be talked back into it so as a caveat the guys on this trip with me there's like six of us in this raft they're like mitchell since this is your first time why don't you get on the front mistake number one so guys i get on in the front of the raft and there's another guy next to me who he's never been white water rafting so us being noobs we're talking to the stupid stuff we get in the front and i was used like a human shield that whole ride when i'm telling you those waves are thrashing and the guide is specifically turning this boat in certain ways as we're coming around certain bins and i'm like oh my god i am my ears are ringing because they're freezing i'm freezing even underneath this blubber suit i got on i'm just praying lord let us get through this trip all in one piece because according to the scary movies i'm supposed to die first and guys, as we're going through, you know, I kind of start loosening up a little bit. Uh, we start having a good time. And lo and behold, there are photographers all throughout this trip that are taking pictures of us and catching our expression. So after we got through the whitewater rafting experience and I was able to reflect back on the fun because I was puckered up the whole time. But after it was over, I was able to calm down. And I had four hours to reflect on that whole experience. I found out that, you know what, that was actually a whole lot better than I thought it was going to be. So now moving forward, it's like I can actually see myself doing that again. But one thing that set that up, guys, is sometimes you have to be open to new experiences, new people, new ways of doing things and not just holding on to just what makes you comfortable right now. You would be surprised how much more life you can live, experience, how many more friends you can have, how many more opportunities you'll get to progress just by being able to pick up new things. Right now, some of you young men may just be basketball players, but how about picking up the game of golf? How about picking up a hobby during this COVID something we I was doing with my sons is we started collecting autographs. Like if they've all of them have a collection now of autographs and man, we, they've got some pretty cool people on the list. Uh, my oldest, my middle son, Peter, he's got guys like Darrell Revis, Vince Carter. You know, we've got guys like uh, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, Steve Young, Simone Biles. Like we've got a who's who list of like all kinds of NFL players from Drew Brees through Peyton Manning. We've got Eli Manning on down the line. But because they were willing to first take a step with me and let's begin to just do just a little bit. Let's send a couple of uh, letters out to some guys. Let's write a couple of requests and see who responds. And we started hearing back from coaches college players i mean on down the line we've got nba players like rudy gobert we've got baseball players both past and present like jose canseco dwight gooding daryl strawberry and the list continues we've even got guys from the christmas story like grover dill and uh john rosengrant who's the creator of uh you know known keepsakes like the terminator or uh we call him grogu but you guys probably remember the baby Yoda from the Mandalorian. Well, the guy that crafted that is John Rosencraft and we've got his autograph. So 
because we were willing to do some new things, guys, we are able to branch out and have new experiences. Now we're part of new communities. Now there are people that see us collecting that are now sharing inside information. Well, hey, reach out to this guy. Here's this guy's address or this girl or this person. They're filming over here and they'll be signing on these days. But that took us taking a step out in that direction. So don't be that person that glasses yourself in to a steel box and does not grow outside of that. That is basically a lid that will keep you back from being able to grow in life. So guys, some of us, because we don't know when we need to change, we can't rely on ourselves to just be our only catalyst that is encouraging us to be better. That's why we all need friends. Uh, we all need mentors. We all need people in our inner circle that's able to show us when we are stuck with that one outfit, when we're stuck with a hairstyle that's no longer working, when we're stuck with TV shows and, 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 and podcasts and, you know, entertainment or business models that are no longer effective. Guys, that's my time today, but I wanted to just come in and talk with you guys about knowing when you need to change and making that change because some change is going to be detrimental to us. I've seen too many friends that have waited until they've had 17 different life altering experiences before they say, you know what, I need to change. Or maybe some guys that have hurt 17 good women before they start thinking, you know what, I need to change. Sometimes change does not sound an alarm of inevitability immediately with us. Sometimes we are the slowest to see the signal, but people around us see it. Make sure the people around you, the people that you're surrounded by, have your best interest at heart and are willing to tell you when you need to change or, or change some things in some situations. So until next time, this is the End Zone Club.